So hello everyone, welcome once again to Investing with the Difference and today we are starting a new series. So this is a BP focus series. So we are going to introduce one block producer. Uh, we'll talk about some fun stuff, what's happening in the EOS ecosystem and uh, definitely we are going to give you uh, like an, an objective of uh, from the BP perspective what's going on. So I think as we usually do, I think uh, we do want to do quickly introduce uh, our channel. So you are already aware of our Facebook page and Telegram. Please join us, give your feedback uh, and uh, let us know what else we can do. So the reason we started this BP series is because as you know that uh, we have a proxy investing with a difference. Investing WAD is our account name. And uh, I think we are pretty much becoming like the number one proxy in terms of number of people. So we thought it's a res our responsibility to start and introducing more about uh, block producers, especially the block producers we are voting for. And uh, let's start, I think, without wasting any more time. And today we are going to talk about EOS authority. So if you already, I think anybody who has been in EOS world and who is following what's going on, you already know EOS authority very well because during the launch phase, they were the go-to resource for finding information about your accounts. You're, you're like, we were wondering how our account names will look like, uh, what will be our keys, uh, how do you really set up your accounts. And uh, this is what I think your authority started um, gaining a lot of uh, significance in your world. And they did a very good tools, finding your account information. And I think uh, at least I was using this uh, as the main resource. And then as EOS progressed, I think they are known for EOS alerts. So I think nobody should be uh, avoiding this tool because you need to have this setup. You need to know what's going on in your account. And they have a email alerts, they have a Telegram board. So most of us are using Telegram and you will get alerts about any activity in our account. So it's an amazing tool. Uh, I think again, thanks to your authority. So if we keep looking at it, if they go to their sites, I think a lot of people even today, they keep coming back and saying, oh, I didn't register my keys. I did not register my EOS. And they have the very good guide on how to go to fallback keys and so on. And most importantly, anybody can go to their Telegram channel. I keep going there and I keep seeing new people coming in. They keep dropping in and saying, oh, what happened to my uh, EOS on Ethereum? And if you know our channel ourselves, we keep getting these questions whenever we do live shows. At least every live show, I see one question where you say, what do I do with my tokens which are still on my wallet? So I think you need to understand, I think what is really happening and that's what your authority took on themselves. And that's what we really love them for. Then another thing as a proxy, I think uh, voting decay was uh, very, very critical. I think it was not very well understood. Not many people understood uh, how their votes are doing in terms of the weightage. And they came up with voting decay analysis. So if you look at all these tools, I think the reason we really love them and the kind of tools they have done, they're really making an impact. You can use them on a day to day life. And while we are talking about all the serious stuff, if you think they're all about uh, some serious uh, tools and all, don't forget they did uh, Space Invaders. So it was uh, one of the fastest game in the interactive game to show the speed of EOS, show the capability of EOS. And uh, so they do do some fun stuff. So without wasting any more time, let's uh, bring uh, Roshan from EOS Authority and uh, we will ask him what he thinks about uh, EOS and uh, how things are progressing. So let me quickly see if he's already there. Hey, hi, hey, hi. How are you doing? Hey, Ramani. Thanks a lot for getting us on your show. It's been great to be here. Like We've been on been watching your series for ages. Whenever we have a new tool, we just have to wait for like 24 hours and you have an amazing video describing exactly how to use it and how this is beneficial. So it's been a great, yeah, it's been really good to be on your channel. And thanks for making us the first DPs to 
No, I think, uh, thank you, because uh, I think, as I said, like, uh, if we, when we started thinking about BP series and uh, the, the block producer who is really connected to token holders, uh, nobody else came to our mind, I think. And thanks again for coming up on the show. So uh, while we had talked about a lot of tools, I'm sure you are doing a lot of things. Uh, we introduced uh, what tools we have used, uh, we have shown to the community. Uh, what else you are working on? So that we would love to know, like, uh, while, yes, you are doing a lot of work, and of course, running a node is not a uh, small thing. You are already running a full node, and you are one of the block producers who has always been in Top21. means You have never dropped out, and for good reasons, because you are really helping the community. You are well known for it. Uh, so what, what does it feel okay. like? How do you see a typical day for you, and what do you see as... Uh, uh, other things, maybe I'm sure I missed something that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, great. So I think you uh, covered all the highlights. I think the one big highlight was the we had a ten million dollar uh, like a hack kind of thing. So we found a, an issue where a lot of people exactly the one where you have a screen. Yeah, yeah. So what, what? Yeah. So what happened was uh, Rohan, my colleague, and we were like sitting out and we found a potential issue where hackers could get away with ten million dollars of POS. So this was another pretty interesting thing. So we managed to talk to block one and get the fix out in like, I don't know, like half a day or something. And oh yes, I think like, we, I remember that. So the thing is uh, now that uh, we are so involved in EOS world that uh, three months or four months ago, things uh, sound <laughs> like a generation back. <laughs> so exactly. uh, thanks for reminding us. Yeah, I think that was a pretty critical thing. And actually to be frank, that was the first time I started hearing about you guys. Like this was one of the blogs which I read and uh, I started visiting your site more often. So yeah, yeah that's uh, something which we keep forgetting, but it was a big thing. So what yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. I think that is about uh, what you did. I think mainnet launch was uh, pretty stressing for everyone. Uh, yeah. And I think you guys really made it a point that everybody was getting the information. Um, now I think while you're maintaining these tools, what else uh, keeps you busy? Yeah, great. So, so, what, so that was all up under launch. So you covered all that. So after launch, the biggest, uh, like we had all these test nets to try and simulate how the real load will be and so on. So uh, over the last month or so, we were trying to see and make sure that US Authority is a top block producer in terms of number of blocks produced. So if you look at our site, we have a block producer page. You can see that uh, of all the BPs that haven't left the production ever in the top 21, we are still the top block producer. So we keep optimizing the servers. It's an early days, so we don't know exactly how the load and what sort of patterns will be there. So we're keeping on monitoring the system and making sure that we, we are not missing any blocks. And if we miss any blocks, we are trying to find out how we improve and so on. This will be our main focus for the next month or so. No, so that the, the makes other, sense. Yeah. I think uh, running a node, I think uh, there are a lot of discussions going on. I see a lot of Telegram channels popping up every day. Uh, and people are talking about uh, how the performance of BPs is. Uh, there is a sometimes uh, there is a debate about like every block producer try to show a metric which is uh, works in their favor. And of course, there's it is a part of uh, promoting yourself. So, what do you think? Like, uh, do you see block producers agreeing on performance? Like, what are, uh, do you guys discuss uh, among each other? Uh, what are the key things uh, which is uh, stopping the network from hitting next level of uh, performance? Uh, sure. So, all the BPs agree that uh, producing blocks is the most important thing, and that's very easily visible. You can see that. We have a link on our side. You can see which block producer has produced the most blocks, which block producer has missed, and so on. That is clearly one metric. And as you mentioned, um, every BP has some numbers in their favor, so they bring that out. And they. But what is interesting is even like uh, just yesterday or two days ago, somebody mentioned something regarding CPU. And if you look at the CPU chart today, 
you can see a lot of block producers were at a high level. They've they jumped low. So the moment these numbers are out to the public, the BPC will be understanding, hey, what is lacking? And it's everything is relatively quick fix, fix kind of thing. So, so far, everything is very collaborative. So BP puts this out. They also say what the proposed solutions are and what, uh, how they have their architecture and so on. So even we have been chatting to a number of BPs, telling them how we structure our infrastructure and so on. Yeah. So it, it's, been, it's been very collaborative, really. So you see a metric today that is, uh, so there are two kinds of metrics. You know, there are subjective things and there's objective things. So the ob objective things are very easy. Like this is the CPU levels for the top 10. This is the average. So that is kind of easy to hit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's defined. The, ob the subjective things are like, who is the best in communication or whatever. Those kind of things are like, <laughs> uh, kind of I hard think, to uh, measure. So, so, as you know, right, means we have been uh, focusing on community building. So, our channel mostly uh, talks about education, talks about um, making token holder like you know, empowering them with information. I think uh, that is something is one thing. As as you discuss, I think a lot of technical aspects, and there are some BPs who are really working very hard on promoting that. So, of course, we don't want to get into politics, as I promised in this series. Our focus is uh, more on EOS. Uh, so what do you see as the big next big steps? Like we are already hitting uh, a very good metric in terms of number of transactions. And but we but we still see some lags, some concerns about uh, like block Twitter spamming. You we talk about uh, uh, some like your bet uh, is kind of struggling sometimes. They ran out of CPU at one point. So what, what are your comments on uh, what, what should we look forward to in near future? Yeah, exactly. These things are just the initial things. So uh, EOS bet or other kind of dApp, they come from the background of Ethereum world or some other world. So they don't know exactly what to expect on EOS. So whatever learnings happen in EOS bet, these are things that the next dApp would be coming prepared on day one form. So I, I'm sure as you see, and even block producers are looking at, so initially we thought that the uh, CPU will be uh, hit, but the network will be kind of not, not that important. Then we are turning to find out the network is going to be a bigger impact in the longer term. So these are all learning for everybody. So as you know, it's just two, three months we started up yes. yeah, tuning this stuff. I'm sure the next dApps that come out will be improving and all this. So sure. the end goal vision is exactly the same. Uh, we need to run a Steemit 3.0. We need to be able to run a BitShares 2.0, all those kind of systems. The, the goal is still the same. We're just in the early stages delivering the same roadmap, really. understand. So what is uh, your favorite app right now? Do you play Dice? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty bad at the whole gambling thing. Nothing works favorably for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. So I think I was just wondering, like, because we see a lot of volumes. I think that's encouraging. While I'm not promoting gambling here, I'm I'm not trying to uh, say that that's a, that's the best app. But uh, we have to agree that uh, it is uh, really testing the limits. It's really hitting a lot of volumes. Um, yeah, I hope exactly. people are not losing uh, what they cannot lose because it's a pretty risky thing. It's addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. It's pretty addictive. And, and uh, the, uh, unlike Ethereum or other networks where you have a transaction fee, because EOS is free, you can, you can bet for a lower amount. So yes. it's like, hey, what's wrong in losing one EOS, two years? So people start off, and you know the whole gambling. You just start off <laughs> and you're like, hey, the next one I might be lucky and I don't know, it's going so, up. Beyond the gambling, so what, what is the best app you have seen or maybe not launched yet or whatever, if you can talk about. So what is your, what are you excited about? Like when you see today the state of EOS, while I understand it's early days. So what would you say as uh, your uh, like, you know, areas which you think that we are really excited, you're seeing that a uh, lot of traction is happening in EOS? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the underlying infrastructure and how much uh, the BPs are able to update the system. That is the, what gives me the most confidence. So ever since mainnet launched, 
They've updated the system numerous times. We are like almost every week we have the scheduled update. Today we had another contract update from all some 15 of the 21 block producers have signed it. So if you look at it, the amount of changes that the block producers and the EOS system is able to reliably execute on the system is amazing. So that is what gives me the most strength. So what happens is, unlike an Ethereum or other systems, if you want to make a massive change, it's like a soft, it's like a major hard fork or something. So all these things happen on the chain and all the updates are seamless. So even in future, let's say a DAP comes up and says, hey, these things are not working ideally for us. You can go back, get changes for those particular things and then update them. So that is what gives me the most confidence that whatever, so the underlying vision is the same. There will be minor changes to go along the way and these things can be easily handled. That's what, that's the biggest confidence boost for me. No, it makes sense. I think uh, that's very interesting because I think uh, that is what got a lot of people excited, uh, especially because we always talk about forks uh, in the blockchain world. And what EOS is showing is that uh, the major issues can be fixed and a lot of upgrades can happen on the chain uh, without really forking the system. And I think uh, that was the promise Dan Larry Mill started with and it's uh, really living up to the promise. So it's very exciting. I agree with you. Uh, so in terms of, uh, so what is the next step for you? Like, uh, I think it's great that you guys are in the top block producers and so on, but uh, being a BP, are you looking at uh, like, you know, what are, how are you interacting with the ecosystem beyond running the node? Okay. So beyond running the node, so uh, we made numerous tools. So if you look at it, none of the tools or systems are more than like three develop, three developer weeks kind of system. So all our, so what happens is we, uh, we get questions on our Telegram channel and our team is like, hey, this is this question comes in frequently. We should make a tool for it. We should make a site for it. So that's what happens. So we don't actually go back and work on something for like six months or four months. There are other DAP developers and all doing that. But our focus is to build this system. So, for example, we have the uh, we got this announcement of Ledger. So Rohan, my uh, yeah, the co-founder, He's ordered a ledger already. He's like uh, playing with it, seeing how systems work. We have a lot of questions. So this is what happens always. So we just listen to the community, see what's happening. Uh, if a question happens quite frequently, we see how, what can uh, answer all their questions and so on. Sure, so that's how we all, everything is two to three weeks kind of thing. It makes sense. I think uh, that's uh, very exciting. And I think uh, you are the one of the block producer who is really putting these tools in the hands of people uh, interacting with the chain. So as I started with the introduction, I'm really excited about it and I'm waiting for next tools which are going to show up. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Um, so you. one question about, uh, you know, what, uh, what is happening in like UK because you let's talk about geographical uh, stuff because uh, you have a better view of what is going on in London and the area because we see a lot of uh, uh, new participation coming in uh, like uh, when it uh, here like you know when i see the comments from somebody like kevin rose from US new york he talks about a lot of people are coming and talking about moving their projects from ethereum or other chains to eos uh, so what is the blockchain scene in uk what do you see like uh, are you seeing a lot of interest in eos um, beyond the people who already know about eos do you see other blockchains uh, taking notice right now yeah, perfect. So we, we work with a lot of uh, dApps. So a lot of dApps want us in some advisory role. So uh, we have some confidentiality thing, but then uh, we can see a lot of Ethereum and other dApps. And also the way we see it, I think around 30 percentage are moving from an existing platform and around uh, 70 percentage are like, they say it's a no brainer to consider EOS because mm -hmm. straight away they know what they're getting on with Ethereum. You're hitting the limits, the customers have to pay gas and stuff. So it's straightforward. So it, those things, I would say around 70% are new dApps. 
or dApps that were not possible on other frameworks and EOS opens up the possibility. So we come in as advisors, audit their smart contract, give them a final approval from our side to make sure they haven't missed anything obvious and so on. So that's where we come in mostly. All right, sounds good. I think that's what we are hearing from everywhere. It's exciting to know that uh, more and more people are coming to develop an app. Um, so what, what is your thinking as the major blockage right now for mass adoption? Like uh, we talk about account creation, but uh, personally means I'm not really agreeing to that. So what do you think is the biggest uh, blockage right now? Like how can we get to a million users from where we are today in terms of uh, like, for example, 300,000 accounts? Yeah, exactly. So this is more like, I don't know, it's like chicken and egg problem. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite straightforward from the technical side uh, that it's, a, it's very easy to consider EOS, but we don't have the number of users. So when a DAP developer comes in, they'll be like, they have 200,000 users. But uh, when the uh, users come in, users are like, hey, there's not enough DAPs to use in the platform. So I think it's, but it'll be balanced. Right? It'll be block one is coming up with exciting DAPs and so on. That'll add and with free accounts and so on. So it'll be, It'd be, a, it'd be quite easy for users to get accounts and so on. So I, having said that, I think it's just a matter of time. I know like everyone is expecting a DAP, an amazing DAP on day one. So we had this uh, beta version four, beta version four, uh, three and four. So with each version, there have been significant changes to the underlying framework, but these are like brand new code. So we couldn't really develop, even with a, like we have a new version 1.2 now, there are, there are quite important changes. So I would say that, uh, these breaking changes to the RAM updates and all those kind of things uh, because they're early days. So I would just say it's just a matter of time rather than the users or the dApps. It's just a matter of time. I, I know a lot of dApps are working on already. Personally, I'm talking to a lot of them. It's just a matter of time. Just wait. Just. Yeah. No, I think we agree. And it's, it's early days. It means we need we keep reminding ourselves that it's only three months uh, since we launched yeah. this thing. And uh, uh, yeah. Ethereum did not have any app uh, when it launched three months. Even it was, uh, so we need to understand those things. Fully agree. Yeah. So you talked about Block One and the free wallet. So I think, yes, uh, we, we are all excited about it. So do you think it's going to happen in London Hackathon? Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> I have no special channel with Blockman, but I, I really hope it happens. Dan has hinted on it quite clearly. And uh, like they already mentioned, it would be ready quite early and so on. So, I mean, it coincides perfectly, I think. I, I'm really, yeah, I'll be kind of disappointed if they don't have a wallet by then. But yeah. Sure. So what else can we expect from London Hackathon? I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, maybe you cannot talk about all the things, but uh, what do you think we should expect? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure as with every hackathon, there'll be new and interesting uh, teams that come up with interesting dApps and so on, which will get funded. So th uh, that's, that's, a, that's a given. And then block one is a big thing. And uh, what's getting us excited is that Dan doesn't usually travel to all these events and stuff. So we are really hoping that him coming over to London here uh, in a few weeks it should be to announce something big. And there is an uh, event called Blockchain Live, which is just two days after the hackathon. And that event is also sponsored by Block One. So, yeah, I, I think it will either be the hackathon or some some announcements on blockchain live. So both of these are going to be exciting. All right. That's great. I think uh, we are all looking forward to that. And especially, I think uh, the most important question, which I keep getting from people is when are we getting free accounts? So yeah. <laughs> let us hope that uh, something comes up from Blog.One and uh, people get uh, their free accounts. Uh, but I think, as I said, I keep telling saying in my channel, like, uh, if you are really excited about blockchain, if you're really excited about EOS, spending a couple of dollars or three, four dollars on an account is should not be your blocking point. Uh, if you're not really serious, then you're talking about these excuses uh, that you cannot spend that money. 
but I think it's more about the user interface, I think the mobile interaction, the safety of the wallets, and uh, we are going to get there, so that's my view. Um, so what is uh, uh, right now, what is your focus area beyond uh, like you know, London hackathons? How do you participate as a block producer? Uh, do you uh, look at like supporting dApps? Do you go with the, as, as you said, you are going to be ad uh, your advisor for some apps. Uh, so you, do you help them during the hackathon? So, uh, so maybe you can walk us uh, a couple of minutes through the process of uh, if I'm an app and if I'm looking for help from a block producer, uh, where do you see a process like, you know, where can we approach you guys and how can we really get involved? Okay, great. So, so with the hackathon, uh, we have a few people from our team who, who are mentors for the hackathon. So they, they, I think there is around something like 20 or 30 mentors. Uh, they are just people who know EOS pretty well. So we have a few colleagues who are going to the hackathon and they will be mentors. And regarding the dApps, so uh, most of the dApps want us to do some sort of a security audit. So they come to us and say, hey, this is what we're going to launch. Uh, because EOS is new, it's very hard to find EOS developers who have 10 years experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so what happens is um, they, they come to us and they say, hey, this is, uh, we have a pretty good team. Uh, this is all pretty good. And we'll have a confidentiality agreement. And they'll say, uh, we just want a security audit. Just to, I mean, they won't be putting our name in as it was signed by EOS authority or something because, it, again, it'll be a problem. So it's just going to be like, hey, I, and it's a free, it's kind of free thing. It's like a free thing. We just go in, we review the code. We find out if there's anything obvious in the code or if there's any bugs that we can spot. We run it on our internal test network. We, uh, and then we tell them, okay, this looks fine. It, it meets all the obligations. It doesn't use more RAM or more CPU than that's actually required if the coding patterns are done well. So these are the, we don't get into the actual coding and stuff. We just talk to them quickly about the overall idea and like make sure that they're using the resources well. And also what we see is that some DAP developers might not really know something that's possible. So for example, for another example is with EOS bet, uh, they had, a, they contacted us, they, were, they didn't, they weren't sure that they have to run a full node kind of thing. They were like using other block producers endpoints. And then what happens is they hit a rate limits because the block producers have these rate limits. So then they were like, oh, we didn't realize that we had to run our own, uh, our own node, which is connected to the block producer. So the, these kind of things, which are kind of obvious for the block producers, but these might be new for the DAP developers and so on. So these are the, so, um, security audits, uh, giving them an understanding of how uh, typical DAP should work and also making sure that the resources utilized for these users on the DAP are as economical as possible. So these are the main focus areas. No, that's great. I think uh, that's a pretty interesting take because uh, I don't think a lot of people realize uh, because a lot of people are still in early days. I mean, maybe they've never done a uh, decentralized application. They have never, and especially definitely not on EOS. So it's a great uh, thing to know. And uh, I think uh, thanks for helping us with uh, walking through that process. So I think we are going to uh, conclude on this show. Before that, we would like to hear your thoughts on you know what you would like to share. What, what are your ideas on what EOS community should think about? Especially, I think the market is not doing very well so if it's an investor i think while we are in a bubble of uh, the block producers and people who are really the community members they live in this eos world uh, how do you see a, an average token holder who looks at eos as one of the options uh, what is the message for them you would like to give on how they should look at eos why should they invest in eos and uh, uh, what is the future of eos so maybe and particularly if you have anything else to say about yourself or your uh, uh, any closing notes please feel free to add that yeah, yeah, sure. So, so uh, just to, um, to take a step back, like Bitcoin was really uh, fundamental in the way it changed how you can actually have these kind of systems on a distributed system 
Ethereum was again, like uh, it proved that you can do smart contracts and things. Essentially, uh, EOS exactly like a generation three where you can build all that dApps like Steam it and so on. So for a uh, uh, investor and things like that, like it's not like same thing as you mentioned all the time. It's like a at least give a time horizon of like one year or something. You will see really big dApps coming in. It's just a matter of time because nowhere else are you going to get a free account, uh, mm-hmm. like a free transaction things and all that where you stake account and so. On. So these are uh, the fundamentals have not changed exactly. Going back to the white paper and things, exactly the same thing. It's just a matter of time before these things fold out. And regarding US authority, exactly the same thing. They are uh, listening to the community, uh, seeing what uh, they want and keep building all these tools. All interesting dApps and apps will, will be coming out and we are just trying to bridge a gap between what the dApps really don't cater to and also trying to run all the nodes, making sure that our block producer is running 100% having all 24 seven uptime. Yeah, so these are the big things that we are focusing on at the moment. And yeah, so that's... No, that's great. I think uh, thanks a lot uh, for your insights. And I think it was very good to have you as the first uh, block producer in our BP Focus series. And uh, let me remind everybody that uh, EOS Authority has uh, always had the maximum number of votes, not necessarily number of EOS, but the number of people voting for them. And the reason is they are so uh, connected with the community. So, so finally, before I go, I would like to understand, like, you know, how, how much time do you spend on it? Like, do you really get to sleep? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really get to sleep. Yeah, really get to sleep. We have a we have like a good team here, and everybody is like pretty working on all the roles, and they be chatting on Telegram. They be like building the tools and stuff. So yeah, it'll be pretty good. If we get, I mean, it was kind of like sleep was kind of less towards a mainnet launch. It was like twenty four seven support calls, and like it had all the block parties. But it's getting better. It's getting better. Hopefully, sounds great. So I think uh, keep up the good work. I think we really love uh, the way even now when somebody new shows up on your Telegram channel and asks, uh, what do I do? I don't know where is my private key or where is my EOS. And uh, you guys very patiently answering those questions. I uh, really love that. And we are doing trying to do the same on our channel. But of course, uh, you guys have better authority, as your name suggests, <laughs> in terms of uh, how you really understand the blockchain, how you have been helping them. So once again, thank you from the community for all the work you have been doing. And uh, we, will, uh, we really are excited about having you as our first guest on this uh, series. Um, so thanks, Roshan. I think uh, we will let you go and uh, keep doing the great work you're doing. And uh, we will really love uh, uh, all the block producers who are helping the community. And that's what, uh, one, as a proxy, I think that is one of our key criteria. And you, you are on top of our list in terms of how much you're giving back uh, to the community. So thanks once again. And uh, hope uh, we will keep seeing you and uh, hope to hear more great things from you from London Hackathon. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.